Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And I'm glad that you're here with us today because it is day 85, five days away from 90 days of reading the Bible. Congratulations. Well, I'm prematurely congratulating you, hoping you're going to make it to 90, okay? So you better get there, otherwise you don't get to keep that congratulations. It is day 85, though, on our 365-day Bible plan, and I pray God is blessing you as much as He is with me. Oh, I found my Bible, by the way. Hold on, I found it. It's all the way, it's all the way in my room. Bible. I found my old Bible. Why did I stop using this Bible? This is a nice Bible. Maybe because of the leopard skin. I'm not a massive fan of whatever that is. It's not leopard, is it? It's snake. But, you know, that'll work. What are we reading today? Psalm. Yeah, nice. We're in here somewhere. Anyway, I'll find it. I'll find it. Somewhere in here. There you go. Um, I found my Bible. A Bible. I found a Bible. So that, even though I had one here and on my iPad. Anyway, Today's devotional scriptures that we are reading are in the descriptions. As always, I'll read them to you as well. Psalm 37, 21 to 31, Luke 6, 12 to 36, and Numbers 12, 4 to chapter 22, 20. So those are our scriptures for today. Make sure you get amongst those. You can pause it here and read it, or you can read it afterwards with some of the stuff that we talk about today being contextual for you. But praise the Lord. We're back on coffee, people. For those of you who really struggle with Tea Week, who, you know, you let me know every time, and I get that, but there are also people who let me know that they love Tea Week, and so, rock in a hard place. But we're back with coffee, and I popped down to the supermarket today, and I saw this, because the Hummingbird coffees have been quite good, I saw this, it's a limited edition, uh, single origin Mexican, San Fernando. Now, this is, uh, it's a limited edition coffee roast that they've done as Hummingbird. Now, this should have uh, tasting notes of sweet, citrus, and caramel finish. Ooh, sounded lovely, and it's in a fluoro orange uh, packet, so it caught my eye on the shelf. I thought, look, the last two hummingbirds have been really good. Let's let's just give this a go. So, I've made it in a Chemex, and the dose and yield is, the dose is uh, 30, the do- oh, just open it up, should have written it down. 20 grams of coffee and 300 grams of water is our yield, and it takes as long as it takes to let the water run through that. So that is how we've made our Chemex today. Very excited. We're looking for flavor notes of sweet. That's always a bit funny, isn't it, when people say, you're just looking to taste sweet. So that's good. So we're looking for sweet. We're also looking for citrus and a caramel finish. So let's give this a go and see if we get any of that in here today in our Chemex. Chemex. Mexicano. Yep. Yep. I'm getting the flavor profile through the aftertaste more than I am the initial taste. Let me just go again. Yeah. There's definitely a citrusy caramel vibe to it. It's not as strong as I was hoping it to be. It's there though, it's there. It, it sort of lingers, it lingers a little bit. It's it's a little bit there. I'm just gonna top up my cup because I just, I don't know. I really want this to be good, but I'm just not getting, 
I'm not getting the I'm not getting the vibe that I was hoping to get from it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so my verdict. It's definitely a it's got a sweet vibe to it. It's there's a there's a sweetness. It's light in the mouth. It's the but the the key I was hoping for quite a citrusy feeling, like quite a citrusy like you know it's in your mouth, but you don't quite get that. It's a good, I'm gonna say in the Chemex that I made anyway, it's very bland. It's not, it's like, a ve it's not bland, bland's the wrong word, it's neutral with maybe, maybe hints of caramel and sweetness. So look, it's worth a go, it's worth having a look, it's worth having a try, dabble in it, see it for yourself, give it a go. It's a limited edition, I found this in Pack and Save, so make sure you go and check that out, give it a try if you'd like to see if it's any good. But that is it for our brew today. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. What do you think makes someone generous? Is it an attitude? Is it a, a desire? Is it a pressure? Like pressure to be generous? I believe that generosity is at the heart of what our faith is all about. And because of that, we see Christians being some of the most generous people on the earth. One of my friends was telling me that there was a survey done recently that highlighted the fact that actually Christians are some of the most giving people in the world. This is because God has chosen to be generous to us first. That's why it's at the center of our faith. His generosity, when you stop and think about it, is unbelievable. In response to this generosity, generosity needs to be our response. For many, it already is. And today I want to take us through these scriptures and look at some of the blessings and curses that come our way. There are two types of people, right? There are givers and there are takers. And according to our psalm today, this is the key difference between the righteous and the wicked. Generosity is not a switch that we turn on and off. It's a lifestyle. It's an attitude that overflows into our actions. This psalm talks about how the generous are always generous. It's a constant flow of generosity because of what our heart position is as Christians. The truth is God delights in people who live like this. He will uphold you and bless you. And when this is your heart position, not just your heart position though, that's the key. It's not enough just to have it in our heart. It has to impact the way that we live our life. So how do you feel like you rank on a generosity scale? Like 10 being I'm so generous, I probably need to scale it back a little bit. Zero being I'm the stingiest Mr. Scrooge you've ever seen in your life. Do you need to adjust your heart? Do you need to put your heart into play today? As in start acting out your heart position. Maybe you're thinking, I actually can't be generous because of my current situation. And I would ask you to that, I would ask you, well, what do you think generosity actually is? Do you think it's in big acts only? Or do you look at it as a series of small acts that, that spread generosity forward? For the generous, it's a principle of giving and receiving. Give out of what you have now. Be a blessing in however way you can. That's the heart that God loves. When you take every opportunity to be a blessing, you will receive the blessing of God in return. In Luke, we see that Jesus, in this passage of scripture, we see that he prayed through the night, like all night praying. That's huge. That's a massive thing to do. Uh, I'm good to pray for a couple of hours, but through the night, nonstop, that's massive. Look at the favor that he gains from God, though. He was filled with insight as he chose his disciples, and then he was filled with power to heal the sick as well. That's an awesome gain spiritually. What he gained from God, he was quick to give away. The anointing never served him. It always served others. And this is a key thing to realize, that we can be generous through the Spirit in prayer and faith and believing for miracles. 
I believe God still wants to heal. God still wants to activate disciples. It's going to take someone who's generous with the Spirit, though, and who are equipped to follow it through. Jesus shows us the emptiness about the way of life that revolves about around chasing money. With this sense of being rich, this is, sorry, the sense of being rich and well-fed. In verse 25, we see that ultimately, if this is your choice, you'll be hungry and dissatisfied. This is in direct contrast, though, to the generous. Notice that Jesus doesn't say to be generous to our friends, but he does say to be generous to who? Our enemies. I reckon I just had a few people probably just go, ah, I'm going to unsubscribe from this. I'm going to stop reading the Bible right here because I am not about that. Listen, it's easy to be generous to those that we love, and it's a little bit harder to be generous to those who are not on our side. Guys, we've got to be generous to everyone, including our enemies. We have to be generous to our enemies and love them. That means we have to pray for our enemies, to forgive them, and to bless them. Listen, this is a Jeep. A deep, a Jeep. Oh, maybe someone needs to be generous and buy me a Jeep. No jokes. Uh, but this is a deep challenge for our generous spirit. But that's where the rubber hits the road, hey? It's it's when we need to make sure that we're following through and ask and look for ways to be a blessing to others. Ask God, okay, God, how can I be a blessing to those who are for me and a blessing to those who are against me today? How can I be a blessing? And then start paying it forward and actually start activating our generous heart. In Numbers, we see the theme of blessing and curses today. God is constantly generous to the Israelites. Oh my goodness. Time and time and time again, God is generous to his people, but they put themselves in the prolonged season of the wilderness. And even still, God stayed with them and provided for them along the way. He made sure they had food, water, warmth, shade, his presence with them. And no matter what they faced, God kept on being generous to them. No matter what it feels like right now, remember God's generosity is in your life. Look for it and seek out the blessings of God. Make sure that when you find them, you praise God and thank him for them. Even when the Israelites confessed their sins, God was generous in mercy and in grace, and he made a way for them to come back to him. The instruction was to make a bronze snake and lift it on a pole. The Bible says that just by looking at it, they would be healed after being bitten by a snake. Apparently, that was a thing that was happening in that moment. This, again, is a foreshadowing of Jesus on the cross. Now, if we look to Jesus, we find grace, mercy, and salvation. The snake represents the enemy and the sin. And Jesus took that sin on our shoulders. Jesus is not sin, but he took it all on his shoulders on the cross. And this is the personification of God's generosity to our lives. It's Jesus on the cross, dying for our sin, for the sin he never did so that we could have the life we don't deserve. That's the generosity of God's grace. God didn't just have a heart of generosity to us with good intentions. He followed it through with action. And I don't know about you, but I want to be like that too. Verse of the day. You like that one? Verse of the day, powerful. Luke 6, 12 says, One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. He spent the whole night praying to God. I've already talked about this before in, in our devotional, but man, I've never done this before. I've never, never, ever given God the whole night. But I want to give it a try and see what happens after. Maybe you should give it a try too. Maybe a whole night's a bit much for you right now. So why don't you just spend 15 minutes before bed? 15 more than you normally give God. Build up your prayer life and spend more time seeking God and see the anointing and the favor that flows on your life. That is it though for the Daily Brew today. Thank you so much for joining me. Day 85 done and dusted. Back on the coffees. Excited about it and looking forward to seeing you tomorrow for day 86 as we continue on our Bible through the year. If you haven't done so already, take a moment and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching. Hi, 
Uh, subscribe, like this devotional video if you got something out of it. Let me know what God's saying to your life in the comments below and click the bell. That's what you need to do. Click the bell so that you never miss a devotional video or anything we upload on our YouTube channel. And if you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, feel free to follow the channel and rate it five out of five, just like you would a good Uber because we're driving you somewhere. We're taking you from where you are to where you could be through the scriptures. And to be fair, God's doing most of the work but you're joining us anyway. So give us five stars and that would be fantastic. Feel free to follow me on Instagram uh, and hit me up in the devotion, sorry, not in the devotionals, the DMs, the devotional message. Feel free to hit me up and let me know what God is speaking to you about or just say hi. I'd love to meet you and see who you are and encourage you on this journey. Listen, you're doing such a great job. 85 days is no small feat. Tomorrow day 86 though, if it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. If it's the end, sleep tight. Good night, good night, sleep tight. And we'll see you tomorrow back here for the Daily Brew.